What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another show. And today's show is a Foodie Friday, and I'm talking about the case for lower protein diets. Maybe you should lower your protein. Maybe it should not be so high. Kind of playing devil's advocate here on classic nutrition advice about certain amounts of protein, talking about how much you really need, when you need more, when you need less, and giving you guys just a little metaphor um, about protein and it's diminishing returns, I guess you could say. Um, thank you for joining me for today's show, and thank you for all your support of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you and the support you've shown the show by reviewing the show on iTunes, the support you've shown by subscribing to the show, and uh, the support by following me on Instagram at StoltzFit. I did see, um, I get like a report of podcast reviews every week so like it's a it's a service that basically lumps all your new podcast reviews into one email and then sends you those reviews so i don't have to keep on checking it on on itunes i get those reviews those new ones delivered and there was quite a few new ones so i thank you for that and i it kind of inspired me that i should probably do a drawing for a free t-shirt in the next week um i did this just about a couple weeks ago uh that t-shirt is out but i hope uh i hope someone else you know here's this next one and, and claims are free t-shirt. So I, I, I kind of wanted to, it's not really a reward or an incentive, but more like a thank you for leaving the review and doing your best to support the podcast, letting me know what you think about it, giving me feedback and helping it grow. So I'm going to do a t-shirt drawing this next week. Stay tuned for that. And thank you for joining me for another show. Let's get down to today's show of Foodie Friday about protein. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Triple F Podcast, Fitness, Food, and Freedom. Today is that second F about food. It's my Foodie Friday, which means I'm talking about nutrition, I'm talking about diet, I'm talking about what you should do to fuel your body, right? And there's a lot of confusion around this, there's a lot of misinformation, and there's a lot of conflicting information. So my job here as the host of the Triple F Podcast is strictly to just clear up the noise, right? To help you kind of cut through all of the BS that's out there and 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 just do what works. I think there's so much power and simplicity. Some a, a, a quote I always I tend to write at the bottom of some of my coaching programs that I do is that simplicity basically it's, it's it's a longer quote, but basically it's saying simplicity produces redu- results, right? Even if it's simple. It's it's amazing how such simple things can create results, and I believe the same as in nutrition. Overcomplication is really um, not a good thing, and it's because of what I talk about basically every week on Foodie Friday and Workout Wednesday and Motivation Monday, which is the sustainability, right? The best diet is the one you can stick to, and the best plan is the one that you want to do day in, day out, the one you want to do for 30 years, not three weeks, right? Or the one you want to do for two decades, not two months. It's not, it's not a diet. It's not a 
plan, it's a lifestyle, it's creating habits so you can apply those into your lifelong journey, right? Right now at my my job, right? I love my I love my workplace and the people I work with and what it's it's inter- kind of interesting to like kind of compare philosophies on nutrition, on health, on um on fitness, right? And I've really noticed my personal philosophy has really helped me nail it down by being around really like-minded people and people who care about the same things as me. What I've noticed about my own philosophy though, which you probably already know from listening to the show is that I'm very about the things you can stick to. I'm very about like keep it simple and that will produce results if you kill it with consistency, right? And that's what I preach on the show, but that's really how I look at everything in fitness and life and business and everything, right? If you're crazy consistent for a long period of time doing something and getting better at it, then you're going to definitely see your results, right? If it's strength training, maybe it's just picking three or four lifts, getting really good at those, right? Yes, you're balancing your body and supplementing with other lifts and you're working on conditioning, all these other aspects. But if you're just getting really, really strong at a few things, you will get stronger overall and you will get better, right? If it's nutrition, if you just get really good at eating the right amount of food, if you build really, really good habits and keep it simple, but you get amazingly consistent at that and you never necessarily take a day off. You're not dieting for eight weeks and then not dieting for four. You're not you're not losing a ton of fat and gaining it all back, right? If you're just consistent and you keep it simple, you will see the results. And I mean, it's the same thing in the model of this podcast, right? Just lots of episodes coming out regularly, not really taking days off, making it in a format that I can stick to, right? Could I have done three episodes a week for over a year with this podcast if I interviewed somebody every week? No, right? I love doing the interviews. I love talking to other people, but I can't I can't do that week in, week out and actually have a sustainable model for years and years and years, which is what I want with this podcast. Uh, however, well, one more example is the length of the episodes, right? Is it sustainable for me, Jordan Stoltz, to have a single episode that's two or three hours long right, where I just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about a subject. No, it's not. In fact, it's it's probably something that would fall off quite quickly. So I created a model for myself that's sustainable so I can kill it with the consistency, give you guys regular content, but I'm keeping it simple, nothing overcomplicated, just diving into these subjects and clearing things up. So short episodes, most of them solo, some interviews uh, kind of as special occasions and doing it very, very, very consistently. That's the model, and it's the same in nutrition, which is kind of what I'm talking about today, is focusing on that sustainable model, right? And one topic that a lot of people ask me about and a lot of people have trouble with is the protein intake. So that's what I'm talking about in today's show is, is protein intake and maybe changing changing how you view it and changing how necessary you think it is as far as muscle growth, as far as fat loss, as far as muscle um, maintenance and, and keeping yourself in great shape. So let's get down to that topic right now. Foodie Friday. So protein is the one macronutrient that hasn't necessarily been demonized quite yet, right? I mean, yes, there is a camp, you know, that says bad for your kidneys, bad for this and this and this. And 
I'm not going to dive into that today. I'm not going to dive into the health aspects of too much protein or too little protein. This is strictly like for for simplicity. This is strictly like what my recommendation is. I'm not diving into the extremes, right? Of course, way too much protein is going to be bad for you and way too little protein is going to be bad for you, right? Key is just balance. So um, I'm not going to dive into those extremes today, but basically, if you're not looking at the extreme examples, protein hasn't been demonized like the other macronutrients have, right? It's a very constant positive in our nutrition. So you have fat, definitely demonized, right? And, you know, still a little bit right now, but more so back 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, And now it's becoming more popular to encourage more fat consumption and less carb consumption, right? Whereas maybe carbs, whole grains, things like that were more popular 20 years ago. Now it's kind of the opposite and it switched. Demonizing fat turned into demonizing carbs and making those food groups the cause of all the problems, right? The root of all the problems. Uh, And protein hasn't necessarily gone through that yet. And I... I assume it will come. I assume that, you know, we as a society will take things to an extreme. Um, but what it has done is actually been increased in popularity so far, right? So maybe protein was seen as something that you should have, uh, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. Uh, but now it's really becoming more popular. And I attribute that to supplement companies in the fitness industry, basically, as far as promoting the idea that you need protein after working out, that you need protein every few hours, that your meals must be based around protein. You need a protein powder, protein bars, protein chips, protein cookies, protein candies, protein whatever, right? Protein water, all these different sources of protein out there to encourage us to eat this macronutrient that has not been demonized yet. And I don't think protein is a bad thing. And I think that protein is super necessary. Um, But what I'm talking about today is making... I'm just making a case here for maybe lower protein diets, and I'm talking about uh, going against the grain to the classic fitness advice for nutrition. If you don't know what that is, it's basically going to be what is easy to recommend, and this is something that I recommend in my little macro guide, which is on triplefpodcast.com slash products. In that guide, I actually do recommend that you set your protein at like 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight. And the reason for that is just simplicity of of calculation, because if you're doing it yourself on your phone calculator, it's going to be way easier to just set your protein at your body weight than to try to do a lot of calculations based on body fat, lean body mass, and, and maybe different percentages depending on your goals, right? It's going to be way easier to, to just set a to set a guideline. But my stance on that has kind of shifted a little bit recently. And that's just that that recommendation, that recommendation is a little high, I believe. And I want to make a case for eating even a little bit less than that. And I know there's this camp of really high protein eaters, and maybe you like that, and that's fine. But I'm kind of in the other camp, right? I, I don't enjoy eating a ton of protein, and I don't think it's that great for everybody. And The reason for that isn't necessarily the health risks, it's more like the sustainability, which is tying it right back to the beginning is, are you eating in a way that you want to eat for 30 years, right? Or are you eating in a way that you have to supplement with powders because it's impossible to hit your protein with with real food? Right? Are you are you forcing protein down your throat at each meal because it's because you're not used to it, right? There's there's two sides to this. There's a side that maybe you just have to get used to it, and then there's also the side that maybe you shouldn't eat that much, right? Maybe that 
amount that we recommend, that's the classic advice of one gram per pound of body weight or a little bit more than that. Maybe that advice is wrong and maybe it's a little bit too much, right? I think that total advice, that general recommendation is on the high side. And I think that is on purpose. That's at least why I make that recommendation in general is because it's, it's better to be a little more safe than sorry. Like it's better to to un, to un, over consume protein just a little bit than to under consume protein just a little bit, right? I totally agree with that. However, what are what is the case for a lower protein diet? What are the negatives of higher protein diet, like one gram per pound of body weight, uh, without getting into the actual health risks like kidney function and stuff like that? Let's dive into that a little bit. I basically have two things that I want to touch on as far as protein consumption and if it's too high or if it's too low. And keep in mind that if you enjoy eating higher protein, by all means, go for it. This is just a case for those people that don't necessarily want to eat you know, one gram per pound of body weight. If you weigh 160, if you don't want to eat 160 grams of protein, there is a way around that, I do believe, and I have a case uh, for that lower protein. And the first negative that can go on these higher protein diets is just going to be the sustainability, right? Which is what I already touched on a little bit ago. Is it sustainable for you to eat 160 grams, for example, of protein every single day? It might be, right? And if it is, great. That's a check, right? You can check it right off the list and you're good to you're good to go. You're ready to roll. However, if it's not, and if you've actually put yourself through the discipline to try to do that and you've hit that goal consistently, but you're like, I don't think I can do this for two, three, 10, 20, 50 years, right? Whatever it is, you want something that's sustainable, a healthy plan that you want to stick to. If you have trouble hitting your protein every day and and whenever you don't hit your protein, if you're 20 grams under by the end of the day, you feel like you failed on your diet and you feel like there's no point and you might as well just go off the rails and eat some ice cream or go off the rails and you know go out to five guys or something because you didn't hit your protein macro, that's not a good thing, right? I believe that that guilt, that that stress, and that that discouragement that comes with a higher protein number sometimes is not worth it. Instead, even if you're missing out on tiny little benefits to eating more protein, it might be better to just let those go and eat at a number that's sustainable and gives you victories every single day, right? So instead of stressing and instead of forcing yourself to hit a certain higher number, maybe it's lower and you hit it by lunchtime. You have that success and you create a streak, right? If you've used like MyFitnessPal or something like that, you know that like they get that streak going, right? They kind of gamify it where you have 50 days in a row of tracking, right? Or 50 days in a row of logging in, I think is how they word it. Um, So, I mean, do something similar, right? You have how many days in a row of hitting your protein macro? And if if for you it's like three because you have such a hard problem, maybe you need to look again at how much you're actually eating. My second reason for maybe a lower protein intake is going to be the point of just diminishing returns, right, with higher protein. So why are we just keep on increasing the amount of protein we have? As I said, you're playing it on the safe side, making sure that you don't lose muscle, trying to gain as much muscle as you can, and trying to stay full. Those are the three reasons to eat a higher protein diet, 
right? So you're repairing the muscles you damage in your workout. You are you are keeping yourself full from meal to meal because protein is very satiating. And 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 the third one, which is basically that you are retaining your muscle, you're maintaining it if you're in like a fat loss phase. So if you're at a calorie deficit, you're trying to lose some fat or some weight, it's going to be it's going to be important that you eat a protein diet, a higher protein diet that's going to maintain that muscle over time. Um, however, these returns here actually are not that crazy after they get over a certain number. It's just this method of diminishing returns, right? This thought about how at a certain point, the results that you get, the ROI is basically going to level off a little bit. Think of it like fertilizer, right? Right now, we... I, I think I mentioned on the show that I spent a whole weekend with my wife um, digging a flower bed right out in front of our house, uh, making a nice little patch of some beautiful flowers with some nice new dirt and digging it all up and loosening it, planting the flowers and trying to get them to grow. And also in our backyard, going to start working on getting some grass to grow because we have so much shade in the yard with, by so many trees that the grass is struggling to grow. So if you're going to plant grass, you're going to throw in some fertilizer, right? Or you're going to plant some flowers. Maybe you get a dirt or a mulch with some fertilizer in it. Is there going to be benefits to adding fertilizer? Yes, you are, right? You're going to protect your plants. You're going to help your plants grow. You're going to make sure they don't die. Very similar to protein, if you maybe get my metaphor. Uh, However, is there benefits to just keep on dumping on the fertilizer, right? If you just take a bag of fertilizer of plant food or something like that, and you're just dumping it all over the ground, just piling it up in big piles and trying to work it into the soil when you've already used the recommended amount on the bag, is is that beneficial or are you just spending a lot of money on plant food and on fertilizer adding it in as a safeguard just because it's better to have more fertilizer than less and it's really not doing much benefit after the point recommended on the bag. What an example, what a beautiful metaphor for protein, right? Think of it like your plant food, your fertilizer. Why are you just keep on piling on the protein and why do you why do you think that trying to work in more and more fertilizer, more than what's recommended, right? More than more protein, more than what's recommended. And trying to increase that is going to yield more returns over time, right? And like I said, if you enjoy the higher protein, great, right? I mean, it's not, we're not in the dangers and the health risks yet. So keep on eating that way if you want to. But if it's not sustainable for you, number one, and number two, you get diminishing returns after a certain point and you just do not see a lot of benefit, right? Even if it's just a 0.1% benefit, is that worth the sustainability that you lack from a higher protein diet? Uh, That's basically my two points and my two arguments against a higher protein diet. If you want to throw in a bonus, a bonus third, it's just going to be the deliciousness of food and Again, if you like high-protein food, awesome. But if you're drinking shakes and you're eating protein bars and forcing yourself to eat chicken breasts all the time because you want that protein, you know maybe that's not the best way to live your life. And I do, I have a very lifestyle approach to fitness, as I mentioned, is what I've really noticed lately at work is that I'm a very lifestyle-oriented guy, right? Very simple, want to keep things sustainable and for life. And is is the food quality and the food the food taste and consistency and uh, the things that you actually want to eat, do they con- 
contain enough protein for you? If the answer is no, you're actually missing out on a lot of joy and a lot of great social experiences and a lot of great food experiences that come with maybe lower protein foods and higher carbs and higher fats, right? If you have less protein, thus you have more. I don't think that's a proper word uh, use of thus. If you have more protein, that equals, if you have less protein, that equals more carbs or more fats. There we go. If you have less protein, more carbs or more fats will come with it, right? One gram of protein is four calories. One gram of carbs is four calories. You could just exchange it if you're taking away some protein. Uh, And those are basically my reasons for why a higher protein diet might not be for you, right? If you want more delicious food and those experiences that come with it, if you are okay with sacrificing tiny returns uh, for a more sustainable approach, right? And you realize that just adding more and more and more and more isn't necessarily going to yield better results, then it might be for you as well. I'm going to give you my recommendations for protein levels, and hopefully it helps you guys and it helps you stick with it for a lifestyle kind of approach to fitness and a way that you can enjoy food and stick to your diet, get that streak going over and over, day by day, year by year, decade by decade. So the classic advice for protein intake is about one gram per pound of body weight, which like I said, is what I typically would recommend uh, for somebody just because it's easy calculations, right? Um, But if you want to lower that intake and you prefer to have a little bit lower protein, you're willing to maybe put at risk a little bit of your progress, but keep in mind, it's very, very minimal that you're sacrificing, right? You're not sacrificing 50% of your gains, right? If you decrease your protein by 10 grams, instead you are maybe sacrificing like 1% or even less than that, half a percent of, of your gains. But if you can make that sacrifice and stick to it for twice as long, you will experience way more results and way more success than if you couldn't stick to it and you fell off the wagon later on. Um, So my general recommendation is to experiment and it's to keep on dropping little by little and see at what point you realize an effect. This is like an experiment that I've done with myself, uh, but my general recommendation to do the simple calculation to give you guys some actionable tips to take away is going to be about 0.7 grams per pound of body weight. And you can even dip a little bit lower than that. And that's pretty low, right? That's a pretty low recommendation. They say like the top, the, where you get the most gains and from then on, you don't really experience anything. It's going to be like 0.82 grams per pound of body weight. What I found with clients and myself is you can drop that down to 0.6, 0.7. For some people, even 0.5. And you can, and you're not going to see any detrimental effects as long as calories are also on point. So you have to also get your calories on point. Don't just eat very little food because you're eating less protein. You still need the calories, right? So if you're eating 3000 calories right now, 200 grams of protein, and you decrease that to 150, you still need those 50 grams of maybe carbs, right? So you still need those calories, which is going to equal like 200 calories you're taking away. You still need those calories uh, for your energy, for your workouts, but give them from something else. You'll experience more delicious food. You probably won't lose any of the results you would have. You'll be able to stick to your diet, your lifestyle for life, and, and you're really not going to be losing much based on that. So just maybe a paradigm shift, maybe just something that you can think about, something that you can try to implement where you 
go against the grain a little bit, choose a lower protein diet, not really for health reasons, but just for sustainability reasons, right? If someone asks you, I thought I was supposed to eat a lot of protein, this much protein, just be like, well, personally, I just don't enjoy eating that much protein. And that's fine, right? There is a point where you have to eat enough. But after that, it's not a big deal. I'd rather stick to my nutrition and my diet for life rather than try to force myself to eat protein for 12 weeks and then fall off the wagon with that. That's my thought for today for Foodie Friday. Thank you for listening. Foodie Friday. That's it, everybody. Well, uh, see, I am all mixed up. It is Friday, and I want to say thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with my stumbling of words, and thank you for putting up with my jumbled ideas. I, I did this podcast very impulsively because I... I really think that this is a common misconception of fitness and one that's not necessarily negative, right? It's not like I can do sit-ups to lose belly fat. It's not some crazy misinformation like that. It's just something that we focus on that we don't really have to focus on, right? A problem we put ourselves through that we don't really have to. So just consider it, think about it, experiment with your own body and your own nutrition and see if you get the same results with maybe a little less protein in your diet. Thank you for joining me and thank you for all the support of the podcast. Please review, subscribe, follow me on Instagram at StoltzFit. And if you have a question you want answered on the podcast, feel free to ask it. You can go to StoltzFit on Instagram, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T and DM me or you can go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact, the word triple, the letter F, the word podcast.com slash contact. I'll see you later, guys. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.